I want to preach a message this morning that's going to help your faith. I believe this message is going to encourage you. I believe this message is going to add to your faith. I want to preach a message this morning, winning the war in your mind. So that was the last, last sermon that we had. Let me take that one down. Life in Pixels. Everyone remember that sermon last on Wednesday night, Life in Pixels? Amen. So today I'm preaching on winning the war in your mind. You know, we need to win the war when it comes to our minds. So many times when our minds get attacked, we, we tend to behave crazy. Oh man, it must just be me. Okay, don't worry, don't worry. I'm just going to preach. You know, when things come in our minds, you know, we're, we're, we're functioning out of, you know what, when we're tired, when we're fatigued, and we can lose most of our battles in our minds. And so if you're taking note today, win the war in your mind. Because as we already know, mental health is on the decline. Amen. Mental health is on the decline. Suicide rates are skyrocketing through the roof. And according to Beyond Blue, the organization that helps with mental health, I want you to listen to the, some of the stats. It says this, suicide continues to be the leading cause of death for young Australians. 80% of deaths, listen to this, occur between the ages of 15 and 17 years. I mean, this is the leading cause that most of our young people that are dying, most of our young people are dying because of suicide and the age between 15 and 17 years of age. Every day, listen very carefully, in Australia, approximately seven men die by suicide. Every day. In 2019, there were 2,502 suicide deaths among males compared to 816 female deaths. You see, the, the war is between our minds. The devil wants to get between our ears. The devil wants to win the war and call it quits for your life. And the attack is on young people. The attack is on the young generation. The attack is upon a lot of the males of our society. And how many could agree the world is hopeless? The Bible says in Haggai chapter 1 verse 6, You have sown much and bring in little. You eat but do not have enough. You drink but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves but, are not, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, listen carefully this morning, earn wages to put into a bag filled with holes. You know, without Christ, we're always filling our lives and it's, it's falling out the bottom. It's falling out between the holes in our bags. And I want you to think about this in a world filled with so much information, in a world that is filled with so much technology, we're clueless when it comes to hope. In a world filled with technology and social media, which was created to keep us connected, people are so lonely ever now than ever before. And the truth of the matter is this, many, uh, most of life's battles are won or lost in your mind. Can you say amen? amen? And the devil knows if he can keep you in a prison in your mind, if he can keep you bound, if he can keep you chained and shackled, he understands that you can't fulfill his purpose. He, he knows that, the devil knows that he, he wants to stop God's work in your life. You know, John 10 verse 10, it's the devil's assignment. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. You know, the devil wants to steal people's hopes and dreams. He wants to kill our young people, our next generation. The devil wants to destroy marriages. Listen, we were made in God's image. And the devil wants to destroy anything that resembles God. But Jesus came with orders from headquarters. Come on. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life. Listen to this, and that they may have it more abundantly. 
I thank God that, you know what, in a world with uh, no hope, I thank God in a world that is so chaotic, in a world that's so messed up, we have one and only King of Kings, uh, the Jesus himself that is able to give us hope, to restore our lives again, to give us a purpose, to give us true joy and true peace. Hallelujah. And I'm writing this message. I'm like, God, what do you want to say to us? And I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know, I want to set people free from their minds. There's people abound in the prisons of their minds. Prison of depression. Prison of guilt. The prison of shame and condemnation. The prison that held people down for years and bitterness. The prison of unforgiveness. The prison in their mind and they're not dealing with it. They, they can put up a front. Everything looks good. They can put up a front, oh yeah, good morning brother, good morning sister, everything looks sweet, but deep inside their hearts, deep inside their mind, they're held down in a prison. Isaiah 61 says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. That means that's good news. This is Isaiah prophesying of Jesus who was to come and he says this, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison doors to those who are bound. I'm telling you this morning, we serve a God of hope. We serve a God that it doesn't matter the prison that you're in. God, He's anointed because the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. And it's the anointing that can set people free. He came to open the prison doors. He wants to set our minds free. So number one. I want you to take some notes because I'm going to give you some biblical uh, scriptures, some Bible scriptures this morning that will help you. And I want you to go home and you study the scriptures as well. Let's consider number one, the carnal mind and the spiritual mind. Because victorious living is a struggle between the old man and the new man. It's like this dog fight. If you feed one, that one will become strong. And if you starve the other one, it will become weak. And so the application is this, the dogfight is between the carnal man, your old self with the new self, your old mind against the new mind. It's battling. It's, but listen, whatever you feed the most will be the most dominant force in your life. Yes. So let's consider the carnal mind, which is your earthly, natural mind that is governed by your human nature. So the carnal mind, listen, the carnal mind does not want to do God's will. Make that a note in your Bible somewhere. The carnal mind does not want to do God's will. Matthew 16 verse 23. Jesus says this. But he turned and said to Peter. Get behind me Satan. You're an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God. But the things of men. You see the carnal mind does not want to do God's will. The carnal mind just wants to do their own selfish desire. The carnal mind goes, oh Jesus, can, can, can I fit you in my schedule? Whereas, you know what, it's like the carnal mind just does not want to do God's will. The carnal mind does not want to know God. Romans 1.28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Alright, get that. To do those things which are not fitting. And here we understand through scripture, we understand why the world is messed up and people ask God every day, why is this happening? Why is there so much evil in this world? Why has this happened to so many people? It's because of this very scripture saying right here, they don't want to retain God in their knowledge. So God gave them over to a debased mind. Secondly, uh, thirdly, the carnal mind is likened to an enemy against God. Romans 8 verse 7, listen to this, because the carnal mind is enmity. Enmity means an active opposition or hostility. 
Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. So the carnal mind is actively, it's opposing, it's hostile against God. And, it's, and, and the author, I want you to listen to this, over time our minds tend to drift towards chaos. Over time our minds tend to drift towards the things that are completely messed up. Author and pastor Mark Batterson, he wrote this and I quote, Neuroimaging has shown that as we age, our cognitive center of gravity shifts from the imaginative right brain to the logical left brain. At some point, most of us stop living out of the imagination and start living out of memory. And he says this, that's the day we stop creating the future and start repeating the past. That's the day we stop living by faith and start living by feelings. You see, our carnal mind tends to drift towards chaos. It tends to drift towards our feelings rather than faith. Within a carnal mind, listen to this, exists evil thoughts. Genesis 6 verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. You see, there's evil that is in a carnal mind. I'll give you another scripture, Psalms 94 verse 11. It says this, the Lord knows the thoughts of the man, that they are futile. Futile means incapable of producing anything useful and the result is simply pointless. And so the Lord knows that our thoughts are simply pointless. The Lord knows that our thoughts are evil. Proverbs 15 verse 26, the thoughts of the wicked or the carnal mind are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. You see, God knows that the carnal mind is filled with futile, pointless, wicked, evil thoughts. And it, we cannot fool God. I'm telling you, we cannot go a day and be like, oh, we're fooling God. We come to church, but our heart and our mind is completely filled with uh, evil things. Jesus says this in Matthew 9 verse 4. Listen, Jesus knowing their thoughts said, why do you think evil in your hearts? And I want you to get this picture. The heart and the mind, they coexist with each other. The heart and the mind are, are linked with each other. The heart and mind. Jesus says, why do you think evil in your heart? I mean, I want you to think about this because uh, I'm going to bring a story and I want to bring to light the scripture and bring it to reality. Have a listen to this story. A 47-year-old man received a heart from a 17-year-old black boy and suddenly picked up an intense fondness for classical music. The boy whose heart that had been donated was killed in by a drive-by shooting, still clutching his violin case in his hands. But I want you to think about this story because a man gets this new heart that's been donated by this young boy who loves music and all of a sudden after this man receives this heart, he's got a passion for music. He's got this intense love for music because the heart and the mind are linked together. This is a, one story that I love. Listen to this. An eight-year-old girl who received the heart from a 10-year-old girl. Listen to this story. The eight-year-old received or was the recipient that was plagued after surgery with vivid nightmares. She was thinking about every single night an attacker and this little girl being murdered. And after being brought to a psychiatrist, her nightmares proved to be so vivid and real that the psychiatrist believed them to be genuine memories. As it turned out, the 10-year-old whose heart she had received was murdered and due to the recipient's violent reoccurring dreams, she was able to describe the events of that horrible encounter 
and the murderer. She was able to picture and, and describe the murderer so well that police soon apprehended, arrested, and convicted the killer. What a story to, to understand. Here it is, the heart and the mind coexist with each other. And Matthew 15 verse 9 says this, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. The heart and the mind coexist with each other. Proverbs 23 verse 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so how do we get from a carnal mind? The hope is this, it's found only through repentance. Repentance, the Greek word for repentance, if you're making note today, is translated metanoia. And this word metanoia simply means a change of mind. It's a change of mind. And this comes only that's possible. This only comes through God's spirit. John 16 verse 8, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That when we come to a place and we hear God's word and we hear the preaching of God's word, the Spirit of God begins to deal with our lives. The Spirit of God deals with our hearts and our minds. And it's causing us to now change the way we think. And this is where the Spirit of God comes in because it causes us to repent. When we feel the Holy Spirit convicting us about our sin, that we're not right with God, and through God's drawing of His Spirit, you and I, the sinner, we begin to repent. We begin to change our mind. We change our mind about sin. We change our mind about Jesus. And we change our mind about salvation. And again, the mind and the heart, they're linked together. When we change our mind, God changes our hearts. That's true conversion. When a repentant person changes his mind about sin, it changes his mind. Listen, it naturally leads to a turning from sin. Sin is no longer desirable or fun because sin brings condemnation. And that is true repentance. A change of mind leads to a change of heart. When you repent, when you turn away from your sins and you accept Christ into your life, God gives you a new heart. If you're taking note, Ezekiel 36, verse 26. I love this verse. I will give you a new heart. Hallelujah. And put in you a new spirit within you. I will take out the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. You see, for a believer, for someone who's decided to give their life to Christ, they now want to live according to the word of God. That everything that they do, God, I need your mind. God, I don't want to think like the old self. God, I want to move on from the past. God, I don't want to get caught up in the old things. God, I want to move on because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That the old things have passed away. Behold, all things become what? become new and that's the hope for us that we can have a new heart that we can have a new mind so let's talk about secondly the spiritual mind this is the mind of Christ this is the new mind Romans 8 verse 6 for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace did you get that this morning? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. In a world where people are looking for life, in a world that people are looking for peace, listen, the spiritual mind is life and peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3, I love this verse. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. 
Remember that verse, Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. The Bible gives us the answer that the world is looking for. The world is looking for peace. But the thing is this, God is the one that keeps those in perfect peace. God is the one that keeps them in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him, who trusts in him. But those who do not put their trust in Jesus, those that do not believe in, in God, listen, they don't have peace. But those, listen, God keeps him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him. Compared to the carnal mind that don't want to know God, God gives them over. But to the one who stayed on God, who stayed on Him, God does not give them over, but He gives them perfect peace. Thank you, Jesus. The only way to win the war in your mind is to have a spiritual mind. Because listen, there is no prison that can hold His presence. I'm telling you, there is no prison that will hold His presence. When God comes into our lives, when God comes into our minds, prison doors begin to open. Prison doors begin to break, through, break free because when His presence comes, peace comes. Peace isn't found in an absence of a storm. Peace is found in the presence of God. I'm telling you, there is a wonderful story where Jesus sets free a man who is demon-possessed, sets free a man who was running around naked throughout the town. The whole town had to keep him under watch. They had to chain him down, but he ran out, broke off the chains, and he ran into the wilderness because he was filled with so many demons. But just one encounter with Jesus Christ, one encounter in his presence, God, Jesus Christ, begins to set him free. And I love the verse in verse 35. You can find this story in Luke chapter 8. Verse 35 tells us the story. Listen to this. Then they went out to see what happened and came to Jesus and found the man whom the demons had departed. Get this, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. Clothed and in his right mind. I mean, this man was at peace. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's no longer running around being crazy. He's found seated at the feet of Jesus. There's so many of us here this morning. We used to go running around. Some of us naked. <laughs> Come on. Some of us used to be running around in the streets filled, filled with demons. We used to run around in the nightclubs filled with demon nightclub spirits. <laughs> we used to go around, but I'm telling you, one encounter with Christ. Here we are this morning, seated, clothed in our right mind because of Jesus Christ. Life is spiritual. Life is so spiritual than we know. Therefore, if we want peace, we must get into His presence. But how do we achieve this? Number three, let's close with winning the war in your mind. You've got to make a choice. Philippians 4 verse 4, one of my favorite chapters. I want you to listen to this. I'm going to read down from Philippians 4 verse 4 down through to 9. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Verse 5, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing. Everyone say nothing. nothing. But in everything by prayer. Come on, say prayer. prayer. And supplication. Say this, with thanksgiving. Come on, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Say, peace of God. I like this part. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Come on, let's give God praise for that. 
Because the heart and the mind are linked together. They're linked together. The, the thing I love about this, it says rejoice, prayer, rejoice, and he'll give you peace. Four things if you're taking note. Number one, praise. What do you do? Praise. Winning the war in your mind? Number one, praise. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Come on. The devil wants to come and begin to bind you in your prison again. The devil wants to lie in your mind and say you're nothing. The devil will come at you and say, listen, you're nothing. You got no talent. You got no gifting whatsoever. Listen, you got to focus your mind off your problems and on his promise and say, I'll praise him because Jesus is the one that has broken me out because light and darkness cannot mix. And when the light comes, darkness must flee you got to praise rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice can I encourage you develop a lifestyle of praise and worship come on every day you wake up in the morning pray but put on some worship music when you get on the train take off change your playlist from the worldly playlist put on some praise music come on where God's presence begins to set you free out of your mind. When every day you're kind of depressed. When every day you need a Panadol. Come on. you got to praise the Lord when God begins to lift off the spirit upon you. Praise. Number two, pray. Be anxious for nothing. The word says don't worry about everything. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. And again with thanksgiving. Link your prayers with praise. Pray, pray, pray. Wake up in the morning, pray, praise. Wake up at night. If you're getting up at night, pray over your kids. Praise, praise. Pray and praise. Pray and praise. Cause it to be a lifestyle. You wake up in the morning, pray and praise. God, you're my God. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. God, I'll praise you. God, it doesn't matter if my friends forsake me. It doesn't matter if my family pray, um, forsakes me. I will follow you. I will praise you no matter what. Come on, somebody. We got to have a lifestyle of praise and pray. Link your prayers with praise. Number three, ponder. Verse eight. This is what I want you to carry on. So if Philippians 4 verse 4 all the way down. This is, this is amazing. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Praise, pray, ponder, then comes peace. Win the war in your mind. Listen, to win it in your mind, you got to understand to bring every thought captive. The Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Listen, bring in every thought, everyone say every thought, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Come on, don't dwell on the thoughts of your past. Don't dwell on your thoughts of the things that happened to you that causes bitterness. Come on, don't dwell on them. Listen, what they said to you last night, last year, whatever it is, listen, it's time to put those things behind and bring it into captivity and into the obedience of Christ because the carnal mind is fighting against God. The carnal mind wants to take over, but which one are you going to be feeding the most? Because whatever you feed the most will become the strongest. And whatever you starve will become the weakest. You've got to make the carnal mind the weak one. Come on. 
You got to fight this in prayer. You got to say, God, I'm bringing these thoughts captive. That every lust, every thought of lust that comes in your mind, you got to pray and say, I'm bringing that captive. When everything, when you're feeling kind of angry, you got to say, man, I'm bringing that captive. Where are you going, honey? I'm just going to my prayer room right now. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, I'm just, I'm, pull over in the car. Where are you going? I'm just going to the bushes. I'm just going to pray right now. I got to bring these thoughts captive. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see the potter's house drivers, you know, this bull. What's happening? Oh, they just need to pray. They need to pray. I'm telling you, we need to bring these thoughts into captivity, man. It's ruining our lives. It's ruining our marriages. It's ruining our, our children. We got to bring them captive. We got to pray. We got to praise. We got to ponder. Think about the good things. Think about the positive things in your life. You got to develop a discipline to train your mind. Because 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, hallelujah, and of love and of a sound mind. There's a constant battle between the carnal mind and the spiritual mind. Let me give you another scripture, Romans 12, verse 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, to achieve optimal mental health, you and I need God's Word. God's Word to transform our minds, to fill our minds. We need God's presence to renew our minds so we can have His perfect peace and do the perfect will of God. Bring every thought captive by His Word. The spiritual mind is focused on Jesus. The spiritual mind is focused on His Word. The spiritual mind is focused on worshiping. The spiritual mind, listen, leads to blessing. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Listen, if you want good success, if you want to be prosperous, you got to live according to the word of God, you got to have a spiritual mind. Philippians 2 verse 1, and I close. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the same spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death, even the death of the cross. Listen, you got to make a choice every day. You got to choose to put on the new man, choose the spiritual mind, choose to be like Christ. Jesus, in, uh, in his word, it says this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God, help us to be so mindful of others that we don't get caught up in our own business, that we don't get caught up in our own everyday life, but we now choose to exalt other people up, to esteem others before ourselves, to treat others better than what we want to treat ourselves. This is the mind that was in Christ Jesus. 
Listen, you can't have a positive life when all you have is a negative mind. Say that again. You can't have a positive life when all you have is a negative mind. You can't have a spiritual life when all you have is a carnal mind. Win the war in your mind. Choose to be spiritual. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Very simple message this morning that I believe God would want to help us today to win the war, the battle that happens in our minds. There are people here this morning, man, you, you can get so excited, so happy, but then all of a sudden you fall into the deep, deep pits of depression. And you're asking yourself, man, I'm a Christian. Man, I, I'm, I've been coming to church and, and you're struggling with winning the war in your mind. You're struggling to stay faithful. You're struggling every day to win the battle in your mind. The Bible is filled with so many scriptures. I'd love to sit down and just bring out so many more, but due to time, we're restricted. But I want to tell you, you got to do your own Bible study. You got to let this be real to yourself, where God gives you a revelation, where God gives you a desire, a fresh passion or revelation of his word and I'm telling you you can win the battle in your mind and it's only through Jesus just like was preached this morning Jesus is the way the truth and the life Jesus is the prince of peace and it's time that the devil get behind us it's time to put aside the enemy that's been speaking into your mind you got to say get behind me Satan Build some spiritual backbone. Get in His Word. Be a man and woman of prayer and praise. And ponder about the things that God's done in your life. Think about it. Life is fast-paced. It's go, 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 go. It's, it's I've got to be here. I've got to see this person. Pause. Take, take a moment. Put in your calendar. This is mommy time. This is daddy time. This is, put in your calendar. Listen, this one hour, half an hour, whatever it is that you can fit in your calendar. Say, you know, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to pause. I'm going to write down the things that God's done in my life. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to thank God for what He's done. You're here this morning. I want to give an invitation. As we always do every service because God knows our hearts. He knows our minds. You're here today. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. My brother, my sister, are you ready to meet your maker? Are you ready to meet the creator, Jesus Christ? Because the Bible tells us so clearly. He says these words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. But then he says these words to another group of people. He says, depart from me. I never knew you. Before that, it says, many will come and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this? Did we not prophesy in your name did we not cast out demons in your name and Jesus says depart from me I never knew you you can come to church you can pretend to be a Christian but at the end of the day listen does he know you do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ are you right with your maker today if that's you this morning you know you're not right with God but you want to give your life to Jesus today you want Jesus to come into your life you want to make heaven your home I want you to do one simple thing just raise your hand with mine and say yes that's me God bless you so I see that hand. Anyone else? God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join us on us harder? God loves you. He wants to save your soul. God bless you. Anyone else? Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a walk with Jesus. 
You once had a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you've since gone back into your ways. You want to come back to Jesus. If that's you, you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saying, God bless you. I see that hand. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand as well. You've been living in a carnal mind. You've been living your own way. You've been doing your own thing. But today you want to recognize, man, I want to win the war in my mind. I want to win the war eternally. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to give my life to Jesus. Raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Lift it up. No one looking around. God bless you. God bless you. God loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. Those of you who raise your hand, I want you to meet me right here at the altar. Well, every head bowed is every eye and every eye is closed. Why don't you come out of your seat? Come, come. Just meet me at the altar right here. No one's looking around. We're going to pray a prayer together. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Let's just stand at this altar right here. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. God bless. All right. I just want you guys to repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I'm asking that you come into my heart. Forgive me. I forgive those that have hurt me. I forgive those in my past. And I'm asking that you come into my life, wash me, cleanse me with your blood. I thank you that you died and you rose again. That same power that raised you from the dead live within me. In Jesus' name, amen.